Welcome to The Rock Fight, where we speak our truth, slay sacred cows, and sometimes agree to disagree. The mission is simple. Get outside and see the wild world. Climb mountains, slide on snow, ride bikes, and ride waves. We find ourselves in 2023 with more options than ever to aid our outdoor pursuits. Apparel, footwear, and gear, it's all light, strong, and performs so that we can stay outside as long as we want. A recurring theme in the conversations we have on the show is how much of the messaging we get from the brands who make our gear and apparel is rooted in that old way of doing things. It's technical jargon about why something works, which isn't all that different from the way the stuff has worked for decades now. All you have to do is look at any notable outdoor brand's website to see what I'm talking about. How do we shift the conversation to make it more about heading out to climb, slide, or ride, and less about the stuff itself when the face of going outside are the brands who make and sell the stuff? Now, we dug into this topic last week using Rab's new cycling line as an example, and coincidentally, this week, Shoemaker Vask is rolling out a new brand platform called Log Outside, which isn't tied to a specific product launch or promotion, but more to establish a long-running brand ethos to push people to carve out outside time into our busy schedules. Joe Peters, the marketing director for Vask Footwear, is making the media rounds to talk about this new platform. And he's here today to chat about the responsibility of outdoor brands to make it less about the stuff and more about the doing. We also get into a brand's ability to use its influence to send a larger message while avoiding the normal trappings of just telling everyone why their products are so much better than their competition. And today, we're continuing the fight we picked with outdoor marketing, but this time with an actual outdoor marketer. I'm Colin True, and welcome back to the rock fight. All right, we're here with Joe Peters. Joe, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for coming on and spending a few minutes with us. Thank you for having me, Colin. I appreciate it. The outdoor industry was sort of birthed on the back of technical innovations. And 50 years later, I think brands still feel the need to talk about why their stuff works. And realistically, no one is asking anymore. I feel like brands who are the face of our industry should spend more time talking about how their gear and apparel enable a good time out of doors instead of telling me how their new base layer wicks like 0.02% better than their last base layer. As someone who markets an outdoor brand, do you think, am I off base with that assessment? No. I, I, awesome. I, Next question. Okay. No. <laughs> I don't think you're off base with that. Although I would say you know, we are conditioned to speak in features and benefits language. And, you know, this gear is built to withstand extreme conditions. What you don't hear a lot of is brands talking about how they make gear that can help you enjoy a leisurely day outside when it's 72 and sunny, right? Right. I I think a lot of this gear is is, is preparing yourself for like the worst case scenario, right? And, and, Given the research, there are still people who are asking about those features and benefits, right? Yeah. There may not be as many as 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 we're asking years and years ago. But yeah, I mean, with the with the growth of the industry, the majority of the outdoor consumers that we want to wear the gear is simply to make sure that they enjoy their time outside. I mean, it is an interesting thing. I don't know what other industries I, I kind of want to ask, do we hold outdoor brands a higher purpose? And that's only because like they are truly the face. They seem to be the ones who drive, you know, the passion, right? You know, people and, and people love brands and we all, you know, uh, we, we see a brand and for whatever reason that become we gravitate towards them. But because this is, you know, a, a passion, passion driven industry, right? We're doing this stuff. We're not just seeking out. This isn't dishwashers like, man. 
I really cleaned the shit out of my dishes the other day. It's like, no, no, no. Like we really like this is we want to go out and do these things. And so the and the brands make the stuff that enables that. So, I mean, I don't know. Do, do you think we should hold brands to a higher purpose or a higher sort of role in how we get outside? I mean, in short, I I don't think we should. Okay. Um, you know, I, I I think with the outdoor industry brands, part of the part of the purchase of a product is actually the aspirational idea of what you're going to do in it, mm-hmm. which I think speaks a little bit to the previous question that you asked, which is like, you know, what if the wind kicks up or what if it starts raining? It's going to be a it's going to be a photo shoot. Uh, but in my mind and in our minds at Vask, we believe there's an opportunity to actually demystify what it kind of means and looks like to go outside. Uh, obviously brands like Patagonia, uh, but also like Houdini have mm-hmm. certainly have certainly raised the bar in terms of what consumers expect from brands um, uh, as they speak about what they stand for or stand against in addition to the product that they inherently deliver to consumers. But generally speaking, um, if we look at the consumer use cases, Mm-hmm. In a majority of the products, I think there's opportunity to simplify what those use cases are. And, and that would then by proxy affect, you know, the messages that everyone is seeing from these outdoor brands, right? Yeah, I think it's because you I wrote down gearheads when you're kind of giving your first answer, because there are the people, especially uh, in like the bike world, well, I, I guess in all worlds, the, you know, the gear folks who are driven by the gear and are passionate about the gear, but they're also more the initiated, right? They're the ones who kind of know what to do. And I think that's kind of what I always see as the missed opportunity because we, and, and kind of what I'm getting at when I say like this stuff has existed for so long and it all kind of works. Um, and now, so I know like as someone who's been doing this, I can go find it. I can sort through it. I'm like, oh, I know how, what this feels like. So what is that going to feel like? But if you're coming to it brand new, I have this moment, I may have said it on another episode or a different podcast where, you know, if you're kind of like, you know, I went for a, a hike in the park and a dirt path and it was really neat. Maybe I want to try hiking. I'm going to go check out and no shots at you, the North Face. I'm just using a use as an example. But if you go to the North Face website and there's a dude like hanging from an ice axe off a glacier, you might be like, ah, you know. I'm good. Never mind. I'm not, you know, that's probably a pretty extreme case, but that's kind of what I mean about like, should we hold them to a higher standard and should they be the ones kind of leading us into leading the sort of the the next generation of outdoorsy folks into the outside, into the outdoors, out of the door. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I agree with you. Um, I think there's a, there's a massive gap between the dirt trail and the local park and, right. you know, doing the Alex Honnold thing, <laughs> hanging off a cliff. <laughs> Uh, but what I will say is I think what you've seen in the last three to four years from a collection of these outdoor brands is, is, is a movement towards the middle. Um, I I think we can all agree that we've seen a bit, a bit more of that. There's always going to be the pinnacle pursuit, right? Um, and that, that is a derivative of pushing the envelope in terms of innovation and technology, right? Like, yeah. You, you might not need the, the pair of footwear with Vibram and Gore-Tex and Lightbase and all these things for a casual stroll outside, but you could, you could probably appreciate it if you were going on a, you know, climb a 14 or something like of course. that. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I just said to uh, Adam Jabra when he was on the pod recently that I probably should have just named this podcast, the old guy on the couch podcast, because like, you know, I definitely, if I, if I, these views that I have are rooted in someone who's kind of seen it evolve over the last few decades. And if I look at my kids 
I think I talked about this in the open, right? About how like they're just sort of like, yeah, stuff just works. Oh, you, I need to go outside. Well, okay, well that, that will keep me warm. It'll be fine. Like that is, it's all fine. Everything is good, right? So, probably I might be overthinking that element of it. Of well, like, I, I think you maybe just uncovered an opportunity for a, a little mini series on this podcast, which is to start bringing in some folks that are far younger than you and I. Yeah, uh, yeah, and get their POV on like w- what they're seeing, right? Are your kids home? Do you want to bring them in? You know, my son is homesick. Uh, <laughs> I could I could usher him in. He's got a bit of a barky cough, but that's all know. right. Yeah. But we just got to move it into the next thing. Like, so we're still sort of in the early days here on this show, but this is already the third episode that has had a shoe element to it. And I so clearly footwear is a topic I'm passionate about. And I mean, I've owned up to that here before. I love shoes. Um, so we do have to talk about shoes for a second. So I recently read in the last week or so that Keen is releasing a new walking shoe. And of course, you know, the old guy on the couch was like, my initial reaction was, hey, aren't all shoes walking shoes? But there's actually a long history of brands trying to create or revive categories like this. Uh, I was working at Timberland in the mid-aughts when we created Nordic walking shoes, you know, so it was kind of how do we capitalize on a trend? But I guess starting with a little bit kind of what we were just talking about. I mean, do you view Keen's walking shoe as an attempt to do kind of like what I'm asking for to kind of appeal to that wider audience, kind of labeling it something that might be a little bit more um, accessible than maybe a hiking or mountaineering or climbing boot or shoe? Yeah, I would say the beauty and the curse of being in brand marketing in the industry is I see the creative as it hits the market the same time as consumers. And I initially go to the insight that they're drafting upon when the ideation came involved, right? So when I look at the Keen walking, the WK 4000 or something, I don't cool, know. Like, something cool like that. Uh, it's that I yellow to, thing that showed up in my Instagram feed a couple of days ago. Yeah, everyone's, right? <laughs> yeah, right, so, right. So good for them. I, I, right. I mean, kudos. Um, I have to hypothesize they saw an insight that told them that people were walking because um, we've seen some of the similar insights and it's not necessarily on a crushed dirt trail. Right. We yeah. ask questions like that, like, okay, you like walking where, right. right? Um, I have to think they probably uncovered some insights that a lot of people said they like walking on concrete um, or, or, you, you know, amongst nature, but on a paved path and they made a shoe for it. Right. Um, and I think the marketing that I've seen behind it is super strong. They yeah. have a story behind it. They have a story behind why, you know, walking is so good for your, for your mental health. Right. Uh, you don't have to go all the way to running or trail running or anything like that. The, the simple, the simple act of going outside and walking, whether you're on dirt or or pavement, it's gonna be it's gonna be good for you. Um, and I think they've done a, a really nice job as it pertains to Vask. We've always really stayed the course um, in really really focusing on the core. And when yeah. we say the core, we mean we mean people going out there and doing like pretty adventurous stuff. Um, whether it's a long hike, a through hike, right? Um, you know, adventure travel, things of that nature. Um, but if you spend any kind of time in the Vask archives, this brand started in 1964, there's multiple times where Vask was in fact producing a full gamut of, of products for outdoor use, whether it was ice climbing or, uh, mixed sport scrambling um all kinds of stuff throughout the years we had a we had a collection called the world walkers for a while in the 70s and i'm sure that was based upon an insight that people wanted a durable shoe that they could travel the world in it's actually a pretty good name i know i'm i feel like you should bring that one back that's a good (laughs) 
I really hope they trademarked it. Right? Yeah. Uh, all to say that my reaction to that launch is thank you, Keen. Uh, yeah, right. Because I think they're they're bringing awareness of a product that's going to get more people outside, and and I I like to optimistically hope that all of the brands within the outdoor industry that's ultimately our goal is to get more people outside. Yeah, and I, I, it makes sense. I mean, it kind of answers the question or, or speaks to the question I was asking about you know the, the newbie seeing the guy on the on the ice axe, and it's you know like well here you go this is what why ask that person to. You know, World Walker is a good, that's why I think it's a good name too, right? Because it's like, why ask that person to go over the bridge to like, what's a, tra it's a trail running shoe, but don't worry about it. You can wear it while walking. It's like, just call it a walking shoe, you know, like kind of like keep it simple, which I mean is something that I think, and I say this with the utmost compliments, because I, I love that Basque is kind of, it's a little keeping it simple is kind of what you do. Steady presence in the gear shop. If I go into a gear shop, I know I'm going to see two to four Basque styles. They're going to be largely similar to the ones that I sold at Eastern Mountain Sports in 1999. And, you know, you do see these other brands are kind of dabbling in these new revenue streams. And I get it. You know, Loa just entered the trail running category. You guys have, like you mentioned, you've dabbled. I remember Basque launching some trail runners in the past. So actually, any advice for our pals over at Loa? <laughs> Having oh. been there? Yeah, I'm not sure I'm the one to ask. However, I would say be prepared to innovate at the speed of sound and and you know become comfortable being in a super super crowded market right trail running massive and it's blowing up too it's huge you've been to an rei lately right, right? and this is past weekend actually it's the wall right yeah, I had Peter Vary from Footwear News on. We were talking about that. And that's something we didn't touch on. It'd be interesting to kind of get his take on it because that's a good point is like, great, you did it. You entered the category. You know, all these other, all of your competitors in this category, they're four, three seasons ahead right now. Yeah. You know, and, if, you know, and in addition to that, I would say you've got the usual suspects. You've got the usual suspects in terms of core outdoor brands, but then you also have got, you've, you've got the Nikes of the world. That's a good point. You are, you're elevated, you're going up a, a level in terms of uh, competition, probably. Yeah. And, and I love that brand. Um, if I were to be given the choice, I would rather not try to compete with that brand. Yeah. When they're making them, uh, when Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are making a movie called Air coming out this spring, like that's who you're competing against. Yeah. You know? like, it's a scary so. value proposition if you're considering <laughs> getting into one of those, right? Right. I can confidently tell you Vast doesn't have plans to make any basketball shoes. Yeah, but whatever, dude, you guys have the Sundowner, which is like the dopest boot ever. Like, and I'm not pandering to my guest. I swear, I really mean that. Justin Hausman from Adventure Journal was on here talking about his mother-in-law who left a pair of Sundowners at Yosemite for somebody to find. I guarantee you there's someone out hiking in those boots right now. You know, I listened to that episode and I smiled when I heard that from him about his mother-in-law because we hear stories about that all the time. Um, really? Uh, yeah, about people you know, uh, making their old sundowners into planters. Oh, that's um, cool. Right. Like that, that's a testament to the quality and durability of this stuff for sure. So I love when I hear stories like that. So one reason we get to chat today is you're making the media rounds, you know, because you guys are rolling out a new campaign. I know we probably have to wrap soon because like Variety and the Hollywood Reporter and stuff are waiting to get in to talk to you. But the, uh, <laughs> but technology, David, David Letterman, I've got David Letterman. You got Dave, you got on a, he's on a place podcast now, right? <laughs> this is big beard. <laughs> but yeah. it kind of, one of the things you guys cite specifically in the campaign is about technology and like putting down the phone, getting outside, 
Um, you know, I view technology as a tool that needs to be learned. I try to take the, I try not to be the alarmist parent in 1985 who thinks the Atari 2600 is going to destroy the youth of America, you know, because I just feel like that's it's today's equivalent of that or Elvis shaking his hips in the 50s, whatever, like, you know, pop culture reference you want to put in place. Um, but it does need to be learned how to use and it, but it, and it, but it can be more of a use than a detriment. So I guess let's start here. What's what's the call to action you guys are making or putting out there by addressing technology specifically? Yeah, the call to action is to step away from the device, right? Whether it's the the computer, the uh, iPad, the, you know, the, your VR headset. Um, <laughs> I'm not there yet. Yeah, neither. <laughs> but many are, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's to step away from the device for a, a, a few a few moments a day, and and go outside. I want to be clear, this is by no means an anti-technology message. Um, we know that these devices allow us to see worlds we otherwise wouldn't, right. speak to people we otherwise wouldn't. Um, yeah, we're on Zoom right now, right? Right, right. Um, but with Log Outside, we're recognizing our, you know, our collective draw to be consistently logged in to digital responsibilities. And all we're trying to do is to dr drive home the idea that it's okay to take breaks and it's okay to go outside, disconnect for a little bit. And by doing so, form a connection with yourself, most importantly, um, others that you might be with, and the full potential that exists beyond the screen, right? Yeah. Um, so that's really at the at the root of the that that is the root of the idea. Yeah. Logging outside is an interesting notion. Is that what the that's the name of the campaign? Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the name of the, the really the new brand platform. Um is is log outside. So what's an example of logging outside? Maybe going for a hike after you close the computer for the day and choosing to leave your cell phone at your desk. It's something I, as simple as that. I got to take pictures, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, right? It's a it's a little counter, it's a little counter culture, right? Um, yeah. You know, I've certainly been guilty of like, if you go on a hike, but it didn't end up on your Instagram stories, did it really happen? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the answer is, yeah, it did, right? Or did I go on a bike ride and it didn't end up on Strava? Did it really happen? Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, it happened. It happened. So in my open, I talk about how everything, the outdoors has evolved to kind of anything being outside is now outdoor, right? Before outdoor was like, it was a very strictly like, you know, you are only outdoor if you do X, Y, and Z. So what's the role of Vask in making that happen? And again, kind of logging outside, like, what do you, what do you, how are you guys promoting the product? Is it centered around a new product? You know, is it a brand ethos? What's, right. what's a, how's the, how does the brand factor into it? Yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily centered around a, a, a product for us. It's really centered around this core idea that the outdoors are closer than we've been convinced they are. Um, you and I have talked about it most of this podcast, right? Ultimately, right. doctors and researchers have published facts around the benefits of fresh air and time spent outside that that show great benefit obviously to our physical well-being but mm -hmm. what we've uncovered over the last couple of years specifically during the pandemic is the benefit that we see on the emotional um and the mental well-being side of things just simply spending time outside um you know they these doctors don't say that you know they go they, they don't say that there's correlation to more enjoyment um and altitude gained they simply talk about the the simple fact of being out of doors, right? Fresh air. Uh, we view the vast role as pulling people beyond their screens, not pushing. 
what you're not going to see from us is is uh, guilt trips. You're not broken because you use a computer, right? You're not yeah. broken because you because you use your cell phone. Um, we're simply saying let's start to talk about how much time we spend on these things and how they can potentially serve as barriers between us taking a walk outside or scrolling TikTok. Because a lot of times it does come down to that. And it's, you know, these platforms are designed to keep you on them. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And what we're trying to say is, you know, the outside is omnipresent. It's there. We're lucky to have it. So we should be mindfully making decisions to step away and make ourselves better. So how will consumers see the platform come to life? Um, you'll see it in a number of different ways. You know, there's some very specific examples where obviously talking about log outside, you're going to see it on the devices we're telling you to maybe walk away from. And, you know, we, we talked about that in terms of the concept and what you're going to see from us is, you know, gentle reminders that, uh, the outdoors are beyond the edge of your screen. And instead of living vicariously through other people, which we all do. Um, it's okay to find yours as well. Um, we're going to be utilizing our emails um, to deliver reminders to be outside, right? Just really upsetting convention because we're also accustomed to receiving emails from these brands that say, buy our thing at 30% off. You're going to see emails from Vast that just remind you to like take a break and go outside. Hmm. Um, you know, we, we've got a, we've got an interesting new corner of our website that is specifically designed to get people to close their browsers. Uh, <laughs> is it like, is it hypnosis? Like, it goes, yeah. it goes. Close your browser now. Close it, it press against, X. <laughs> yeah. It definitely goes against like common marketing convention, which is get someone on my website and have them spend as much time as possible. But we're really serious about this idea. Yeah. Um, so this is really designed to uh, get the message across. And then the, the key performance indicator for us is untrackable because the hope is that people are going to stand up and walk away and go outside. It's a little, it's a bit akin to your, you mentioned them earlier in our conversation of like, you know, the Patagonia don't buy this coat campaign. I mean, that was a little more like on the nose environmentally. And I'm sure, I'm sure resulted in a lot of jackets being sold, but at the same time, it's like, look, we're taking the bigger picture here, you know, and this is, and it's defining a brand versus like supporting a product. Which, yeah. which is like six months and then you're on to the next product. Yeah, and I mean, you said it, like this is, the, the Vast brand is respected for making good stuff. We've been doing right. it for a long time. We've been doing it since 1964. Um, and, and we believe that there's an opportunity to use this brand uh, to stand for more than that, right? It, is, it should at this point be assumed that when you buy a pair of Vast, uh, they're gonna be trustworthy, they're gonna be durable, and if they're not, we're going to fix it. Uh, but this gives us the opportunity to really, um, to really talk about an idea that really has been talked about since the brand started, which is the the beauty that can be found in going outside. Now, another one. So I used to host another show, and I had a chance to talk, chat with a guy named Earl Hunter, who has uh, founded a thing called Black Folks Camp Two, and his and um, his whole deal is, you know, how do we get more people who have historically been taught that the outside outside is a scary dangerous place right it's not like just we're never even given the opportunity of you know people of color or you know our different backgrounds to get outside and, and see it as something why would you want to do that was their thing versus folks who probably look more like you and me were like yeah of course you can go outside whenever you want right 
So diversity in outdoors, it's it's a long running problem um, because most of the time people look like you and me going outside, you know, gender and race. Is that something that's being addressed or resources being provided for folks who are maybe it's a larger hurdle to get over to want to turn off the browser or put the phone down? Yeah, of course. I mean, diversity, equity and inclusion are at the forefront of everything we do as a brand. Um, always have been. Really, if you look back through, you look back through the history of the brand, they really always have been a part of this, a part of what we're doing. We're out to really normalize going outside every day. You said it, right? Um, we're out to inspire people everywhere to find reprieve from the stresses of the everyday, every single day outside. We understand that there are there are regions and locations where it's not as safe, right? Right. Um, right. And we, you know, eventually want to be talking about how we can make those spaces safer. But at the at the at the present time, by normalizing what going outside means as a leading brand within this industry, we hope that opens up the aperture of what has traditionally been, as you mentioned, far less inclusive. Well, going back to the example of the brands and sort of leading the brands. I mean, this is as a this is a brand shift more than just, again, like a product campaign, right? And it's kind of a, it's a bold thing to do because it's like, how you can't, how do you measure the effectiveness, right? You can't be like, well, we rolled this out and then, you know, our REI numbers like went through the roof and boy, that really worked or, oh, it didn't really have an impact. We got a shift. So that's a big investment to make. I think it goes back to that sort of what brands should be doing kind of point uh, conversation as opposed to just, you know, and it's hard. I mean, it's not, it's not an easy thing to just sort of abandon the product marketing side of it, right? Where you, Vask is a for-profit enterprise, right? I mean, you, you get paid a salary to sit around it and talk to guys like me. And it's, you know, if, if you're not driving sell-through, like that's, you know, your shareholders, you know, whatever, whoever they are who pay the bills are going to be like, what are you doing? You know, so I guess it's a, how do you measure the effectiveness? Like, how do you, how do you get buy-in almost on, maybe it's a little bit too inside baseball, but I'm just genuinely curious um, about going in a direction like this. That's, that is a little bit bigger than just another, you know, product campaign. Yeah, that's a phenomenal question that I've been asked a number of times by my internal team <laughs> right uh one like, of what are my, we doing yeah I, uh, the breeze ring? is doing really well we should support the breeze. <laughs> how are we gonna ring the bell yeah, you know right. one of my main charges in in my role is to ensure efficacy of what we do right mm -hmm. and and yes while while one measure is certainly sell through uh etc um how does one measure the launch of a new brand platform, right? Is it site views? Is it Instagram likes? Well, we're telling people to like get off their phones. <laughs> right. uh, Zero it's, engagement. It's really right. working, you know? <laughs> Rung the bell, right? Um, these are all elements that I believe will be successful in the long term. Yeah. Uh, but in the short term, I've coined this idea within the organization, I think I mentioned it, um, of the key performance indicator for the launch of Long Outside is is unaccessible. It's you know, right. It's it's yeah. in the sense that if if people see the Long Outside message message and are inspired to get up from their computer and put down their phone, put it on airplane mode, even for fifteen minutes and go outside, yeah. that to me is a KPI at the highest level because we're entering people into the category. Right. Um, if we successfully enable people to stop scrolling or inspire them to disconnect to get time for themselves and take a break from the digital responsibilities that we all have, we have accomplished what we're setting out to do. The sales 
will come, right? But us marketers talk in these funnels and ultimately this brand platform is to enter more folks into the funnel than were before. And we know that that's not going to result in a sale of the breeze tomorrow. But we also know that we want more people in the funnel than less. And this is a this is a platform that is going to gain some intrigue by, by folks that have been wearing VASC for 30 years and folks that don't know who we are. This gives us right. an opportunity to to introduce the brand in a, you know, a really, in my opinion, inspiring and admirable way. Can you tell I used to be in sales? Like I was, I, you know, you're going to roll this out the sales meeting. Then some guy, it sounds just like me is going to be like, Hey, Joe, sounds great. Hey, <laughs> no, hey no. where's the, where's the POP? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Is there a fixture? No, it's, um, but no, all kidding aside, I think it's a, it's the right thing to do. And honestly, back to my old guy on the couch take, it's generation generationally makes sense. Like opt outside worked for REI. And like not to just kind of boil it down to business tactics and, and take away. I think you're being completely sincere in everything you're saying, but it does make sense. And Vask is probably almost uniquely qualified as one of the older brands with the authenticity to kind of say, look, we've been the steady Eddie of the shoe space since 1964. So guess what? Don't worry about the POP. You know, yeah. let's get more people using it and then get in five, 10 years, we're going to we're going to have even more lifelong Basque fans. Right. It makes a ton of sense. Yeah. We've been urging people to get outside since this brand started. Uh, that was well before computers and cell phones. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and now there are new there are new barriers that stand between people uh, getting outside. And we thought this was a really great opportunity for this brand to really identify with that and start to be part of the solution. Well, and a mantra and an ethos makes a lot of sense for the younger generation too. Like I definitely, you know, my kids have, you know, they kept sending me funny TikToks to the point where I eventually downloaded the app. And then look, once a day, I'm, I go down the rabbit hole because it is genuinely entertaining. The thing that I find really interesting about when you're scrolling through TikTok is how stark it is when you come across a produced TikTok that's an ad and how I can't fast enough swipe by it, right? If I come up and it's like, oh, there's a bunch, even if it's just your products, like like if I had searched for the keyword best, like there's a user, there's a user, that's a funny thing, there's a cool thing, whatever. Oh, now all of a sudden I'm on a VASC ad talking about log outside. I'm like, screw you, man, and I'm gone, right? It just, yeah. it's like, it's so obvious. So, and th to launch a mindset like log outside, if you get pick up with younger folks, if you do it right and they find it, well, it's just gonna, it will become more sincere and authentic on a platform like that than if you were just like, again, creating an ad to throw out there. And it's not just, it's completely disingenuous at that point, really, for for how people are engaging with those kinds of things now. And to your point, maybe then because of what you're saying, they do go, yeah, man, I should probably go outside right now and put down the phone. Yeah, it's certainly mutual, mutually beneficial, right? Um, the we do have a social artifact that we will put out there yeah. on launch that says, forget your phone on purpose. Yeah. Um, that we hope, we, we hope uh, gains, gains some, some intrigue behind it because it is so counterintuitive uh, to what we're all really conditioned to think. Joe, thanks so much for joining us. Good luck with the campaign. We'll be definitely rooting for you. It sounds like it's a lot of fun and definitely something that I think our industry desperately needs. Thank you, Colin. Big fan of the podcast. Thanks for the time. Uh, PSA reminder to everyone listening to this. Remember, log outside. Uh <laughs>
<laughs> we'll, do, we'll put a poll in the notes. Are you going to log outside? Yeah. And hopefully no one responds. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now we're talking. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Thank you. All right, that's the show for today. Thanks to my guest, Joe Peters. Check out what Vasque is doing to log outside by following them at Vasque Footwear on Instagram. Who wants to return fire? Send your comments on outdoor brands and how they speak to you, as well as your suggestions for future battles to myrockfight at gmail.com. Swing back by here tomorrow for a hot take that happens every Wednesday, and then again on Thursday for an outdoor movie review. Thanks for listening. I'm Colin True. The Rock Fight is a production of Rock Fight, LLC.